Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1052. Never fear to negotiate and never negotiate out of fear. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Paul Joe. Hey, Paul, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm always ready. All right. Paul Joe is the Motorsports Senior Manager at Nexon Tire USA, joining the team after an eight-year stint at Hankook Tire. Paul brings more than 26 years of automotive industry expertise to Nexon, having touched various parts of the tire industry, including suspension, body kits, wheels, and rims, before taking the reins of Nexon's world-class motorsports program. Paul's career accomplishments are particularly noteworthy because he worked his way up through the automotive world, relying on his knowledge of and experience with cars and the automotive industry. He lives in Walnut, California, where he enjoys collecting and modifying cars, mountain biking, and that occasional track day, for sure. So, Paul, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career, Nexon, and, of course, a very obvious passion for automobiles? Uh, yes. Actually, been in the industry for long enough. It's always been my passion. But where I end up here was, you know, I never, in my whole life, I probably went through one actual job interview, sending a resume. Most of the mm-hmm. time I was recruited, which I appreciate a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's it's the passion that got me here. And, you know, I think it's the tire industry is definitely different breed compared to the normal automotive field. Try to learn everything every day. So I think that's where it got me here right now. Absolutely. Well, it's an interesting statement you, you just made. And I'd love to elaborate on that just a little bit before I jump into my first question. And that is the tire industry is a little different because the automotive industry and, and we all are SEMA attenders and we go and see all these cool things that you can put on cars and you've been involved in all those accessory items, let's say. But tires are one of those things that people are really religious about and careful about or they're kind of like, oh, I got to buy another set of tires and they don't really pay close attention. How does that relate to your comment that the tire industry is different than the other parts of the automotive industry? Well, I mean, for one, yes. I think tires are something that a lot of people take it as the last resort, you know, you when the tires are bald or when you feel like you need it in the end, you're like, okay, I have to change the tire or the lease is over. So I need to change the tires or, you know, when it comes Mm -hmm. to that, people don't take the tires very seriously. And at the same time, you know, tires, the market gets affected in so many different ways. You know, when the economy is better, people are traveling more, they drive on the tires a lot more, the market gets better or Mm -hmm. raw materials from tariff tax on steel I mean, so many different things affect the market. So the tires, not like everyday item. And, you know, you're waiting on two, three, four, five, even 10 years to get that customer again. But at the same time, you're getting affected by economy and the market trend and so many different things. So it's a bit different than, how would I say, sometimes automotive, like when it comes to cars, sometimes you create that trend, you create that new design, but tires are a little bit different. You have to kind of accommodate the car. So it's it's a bit different market. Very challenging. 
<laughs> well, of course. And uh, I'm probably one of those fringe guys that I love putting new tires on my cars. Like, oh, man, that's so cool. Look at that. <laughs> They're all new. They got the little nubbies on them and they smell so good. But uh, I'm a little bit crazy when it comes to that stuff. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success in business and life. It's a very nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So, Paul, <laughs> take the wheel. Well, I, I thought about the quote that maybe I, I always listen to or I try to stand by. One of them is something that I looked at maybe like 30 years ago. Well, maybe not 30, maybe around 25 years ago. But there was a saying, never fear to negotiate and never negotiate out of fear. I think that's something that I fall into a lot of times where a lot of, and a lot of us go through a situation where you try to negotiate out of fear and sometimes you make that wrong decision. You know, mm-hmm. That's one part of it. Lately, uh, one of the quotes that I try to live by is, every meeting is an opportunity to connect, learn, encourage, and inspire. And mm. my line of work, you know, I have to network a lot and you meet so many different people and you don't want to prejudge any individual when you meet. So you try to keep it open mind. And, you know, sometimes you can inspire that person or that person can inspire you in many right. ways. And de- depending on, I mean, it doesn't matter what age or genders. I mean, you just don't know. So you rather keep that open. And I think that kind of moment you don't want to lose. And I try to live by those words. You know, I love that second quote so much because I learned years ago when I was young and I was working in an ad agency and one of my roles was as creative director. So I got to design things and, and be creative. And I love that. But another role I took on was a, that of an account executive, going and knocking on doors. Oh, my gosh. If you want to face reality, go to a building and knock on a door and say, hey, do you need my services? And go away, kid. Um, but, but you know, that quote that you said came to mind because I had lunch with a guy. This was, gosh, this had to be 40 years ago. And I said, you know, how do you overcome that rejection? And, and he said, you have to look at every meeting as an opportunity to learn about that person. Think not to sell them something, but to learn about that person. Because if you learn about the person, they'll eventually tell you what their needs are. And then you'll know if you can fill those needs. And it changed my whole perspective of the process and the value of sitting across the table or a lunch table or a, a coffee drink or whatever it might be with somebody. So I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, a lot of people don't look at it that way from a sales call. They, how do I sell? How do I sell? Versus, well, wait, stop a minute. It's very true. I dealt a lot in the Japanese market for a while. And that market, going to Japan, is a whole nother realm. Because the Japanese, you don't just walk in and start selling. Or they'll just kick you out the door. I mean, <laughs> they want to know about you. They want you to know about them, their family, their business. It's It's a very complex but... I found enjoyable process very different than here in the U.S. Would, have you dealt with that? In many different ways. I mean, yes, I, I worked for a Japanese car brand before. Oh, actually, aftermarket car brand. I also, when I was younger, from doing those green shirts at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, washing all the cars, prepping, mm-hmm. down to, again, even for myself, I challenged myself trying to do yellow page sales, which you got to go knock on every business door. Oh, gosh, <laughs> um, yeah. Those are brutal. Yeah, talk about rejection. So I went through a lot of stage, but I think that was more about facing my fear, I think, mm, at the early yeah. age. Yep. Well, let's hear a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were going to be a car guy? I would say when I was third grade, 
something about cars. I just I went to there was Vons across the street from where I live, and I went there every day. And I I look at every single magazine, just read, just kept on trying to memorize every little detail. During that time, you know, I remember what was that movie, uh, Cannonball Run. Oh yes. And I had, so I admired the Ferraris and Lamborghinis back then, but the sound of that Lamborghini Countach back then and that Cannonball Run just—I think that's what <laughs> triggered it. I mean, not yeah. only admiring the cars, but the sound itself. Yeah, that's what drew me in. And after yeah. that, there was, I think, point of no return on that one. <laughs> Well, I can see the grocery store manager. There's that kid again that comes in every day and reads all our magazines. Oh, oh yeah, gosh. definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, hey, you weren't in there causing trouble. You're out of the way being quiet. So uh, I'm sure he appreciated that. Well, let's take a look at the many roads you've driven down, Paul, and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced along the way in your life or your business, career, whatever it might be. And the reason I love this question is because it shares those situations with others, but it teaches you some valuable, valuable lessons, many times better lessons than when you win and succeed. So tell us how one of your experiences helped you gain even more momentum so you could move forward. Oh, that's a definitely a hard one because it was one of those moments I kind of wanted to not to think about and put aside. <laughs> of but, course, of course. You know, just being, just having so much passion for cars and just, I worked out from shops to different, you know, from body kits to suspension, did a lot of different things. But one day there was a moment where I had to make some change and I took all my investment from this one side of the business. I took it on. I went all into this other business and it was about bringing Japanese engines from Japan to US and you're, you know, you're able to sell one at a time, some business, you know, they want container. Going through all that, there was a lot of cash flow going back and forth. And one of my friends that actually introduced me to that business was on the other side, you know, working as a trade. And, you know, there was a delay on one of the container. And I, you know, I'm in that momentum and, you know, bringing more customer in. So I'm getting deposits and keep on buying containers and delay after delay. And I was like, hey, I'm not making any money for months you know, I'm waiting. What's the problem? And then next thing I know, he just took off. Oh, no. Losing everything. I'm, I mean, I lost probably that time at that, you know, I was 30 that time mm-hmm. and I lost mm-hmm. half a million dollars. Oh, my God. And it, it got to the point where, you know, selling my townhouse, you know, I had my son that time. It's just struggling. It was brutal. I mm. mean, all the things you go through your head, just, but, you know, it's one of those things where you sit there and you either you give up or you just get back Figure up and go just, forward. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think that's when I realized. Okay, I think I was too busy chasing money. You know, I'm in this industry because of my passion and what I love about cars. And I think that time it was just chasing money, which I think that's when I got blinded about the situation. That's when I said, okay, money's money. I can make it back. Start all over again. And I just picked up, contact all the people that I knew got a job at a company called JIC, which, you know, I knew them for a while. So I just went back in there, you know, started doing sales and marketing with them. That's when a lot of things turned because that's when I kind of took the next step and pushed myself harder thinking like, okay, money is not the issue. I just need to be out there. And I just gave it all. And from there, I just kept on growing. And that's how I got from that suspension company to Hankook actually. Mm. So that was a big jump for me and it was a turning point for me. So it was definitely don't chase money. 
you know, I think money <laughs> there's, <will come>. the, <laughs> there's the takeaway. Well, I appreciate you walking us through a very sensitive and difficult time in your life. But as I said at the beginning, these things are invaluable teachers. And without that experience, you have to kind of wonder where would you have been uh, maybe getting bigger and losing a million dollars or more, whatever it might be. But I love the fact of your resilience that you just stood up and said, okay, I'll start over. We'll go do this again, uh, move forward. But boy, when you're in the thick of it, it's a hard thing to see the fog and the dusting and get out of. But uh, I'm so glad that you uh, moved forward. And obviously, that was a uh, in-the-past mirror, the rearview mirror, and uh, everything is uh, rosy in your future here. So thanks again for sharing that. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum, though. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. Now, you've gone down many roads, many paths, but is there one that stands out that was really a good guiding force for you to move forward in your career? This was another hard one. I, I, I thought about this. If you see me in person, I have alopecia, which is hair loss. Mm-hmm. And I had that when I was sophomore in high school, which was devastating to lose all your hair at a high school. You know? Oh my gosh, can't imagine. Yeah, so it, self-esteem, I mean, it would just, I, I just probably hide in my room for like a good month. I didn't get out of the house. I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to do anything. But it took a while to kind of overcome that. And it was a lot of fear facing people. Because when you're walking around, people just look at you and you just, you know, either you just want to hide or you just get angry. And I think the turning point for me was I was always shy and with alopecia, it made me even worse. I couldn't, you know, talk to people. It just took a while. But being in the industry, you get more accepted because you connect with a lot of people through cars. It's not about how you look or, you know, whatnot. You just kind of connect with a lot of people through cars with the passion about fixing up cars. I didn't realize until one day, even though on my personal time, I could be very shy. You know, if, if I'm alone or on my personal time, I have a hard time, you know, just approaching people, ask questions, for instance, even down to like, let's just say, you know, excuse me, where's your restroom? I mean, sometimes I have that fear. Okay. But through work, somehow I overcame that fear. Like I, I didn't realize until I started talking to people, public speaking, giving, you know, press conference or engaging with the fans, you know, through my work or just just going to a lot of different places for networking. And I just all of a sudden realized, you know what, when I'm working, I don't have that fear of and being yeah. shy. And that's when I realized that I think not only just your passion, but when I mean, that's, I think the car scene is my comfort zone in some ways. And that's when I realized, you know what, I need to utilize this a lot more, you know, and I stood out a lot. So a lot of times, you know, I hate to say this, but a lot of times I'm at an event and some people come up to me. They remember my name. They know who I am. But sometimes I don't oh, yeah. remember who they are. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you go through so many people. That's when I realized, you know what? I need to utilize this yes. and I need to network. I need to gain more network and bring more things to the company and for myself. If I was to choose, that might be the moment where I go, okay, this is where I am. This is what I need to do. And this is how I'm going to succeed. And this is how I'm going to shine and, and be happy. That, I would say that would be the moment. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a wonderful story in so many ways. And again, I appreciate you sharing a really personal side of your life. But we hadn't met before. I was introduced to you. And when I got your picture sent over to me, I went, man, that guy really stands out. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I said, he, he'd be like a movie guy, movie star guy, because <laughs> he's, you're so distinct in the way you look. 
And the picture you sent me, very dignified photo, looks like a business photo. You have a suit on, you look, you know, very serious, but you stand out so much. And I think it's very interesting how you turned that uniqueness of yourself into a power play, if you will, and a benefit. Uh, It's really tremendous. If only we could have taught you that back when you're a kid. But, you know, when we're kids, everything is about how we look and how you fit in. And my goodness, if you're different. Oh, unless you've got incredible something inside of you to, and we all knew those kids in school that were so different and they just somehow they figured out how to make it shine. But most, most of us, me included, couldn't figure that one out. Not until <laughs> later in life, but, uh, I think it's tremendous. And, um, I've listened to some very good motivational speakers who are dealing with deformities. Perhaps they were injured in a blast or something or fire. And they've all said, you know what? When you feel like you stand out and somebody's staring at you, the best thing you can do is look them in the eye and smile and say hello and introduce yourself. And usually it will, it'll cut those barriers down really, really fast. And I think that's something that you've learned to do most obviously. And the car hobby is so accepting of so many people. We really don't care what you look like. We only care what you drive. So, (laughs) (laughs) and what kind of tires you have on your car, of course. Oh, Oh, very nice. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about a car, your first really special car, and maybe share a memory you have of that vehicle. Um, Being the youngest out of three boys, you know, I had a lot of hand-me-down and I just had my brothers take me places and I was not able to get my own car until I was, uh, was it, I think 20 my parents helped me out to put down payment and I wanted to get the car that I wanted. So I bought a 1991 Toyota MR2 Turbo. Of course, my parents were very you know, concerned that it's two-seater, it's a mid-engine, it's a turbo. As much as I loved cars, but that car is where I put all my time, all my energy, every single dollar that I made, I pretty much put into that car. I learned about the car, about who I am sometimes, through that car. It wasn't about buying parts and take it to the shop. I bought parts and I installed it at home. That's how I learned a lot of stuff about cars, learned about turbo. That's a car that I drove. And when I first met my wife, you know, it, it was a car that kind of helped me push myself to be more creative on my build because, because I stand out. I always wanted to be unique. I don't want to follow the normal trend as much as you do at some point, but you still want to stand out a little bit different. Right. And I think that's a car that really helped me push. And I think at some point, that's a car that kind of triggered to the point where it got me to where I am because it made me stand out in certain ways. It helped me to get meet certain people uh, a long time ago and that kind of snowball effect and got to where I am right now. So that will be my, cool. you know, yeah, special and yeah. first car. So Fine low cars for sure. Well, how about sellers from Morris? Is there a car you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? I would still say it will be the same, my MR2 Turbo. But I would say either that or my, I had a 1996 Porsche uh, 993, 911. Ooh. Although it was, you know, Carrera 2, but I just the way the car drove, it was just, it wasn't the power. It wasn't, it was something that I always wanted. And that will be the car that I probably really enjoyed driving, but you know, oh, yeah. didn't have much memory because I didn't get to drive so much. It would be a toss between my MR2 Turbo and the, the Porsche. Wow. Well, that's saying something about the Toyota when you're comparing it with a 993. That's for sure. Uh, two well, very that, different that car cars. That was the poor man Ferrari, right? Back then. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Just a little bit. So yeah, I understand. <laughs> 
Well, there's something about those first cars and the memories. It, it really isn't about the car so much as it is the memories applied to the vehicle that we find so important in our lives. So fantastic. Well, I would love to talk a little bit more. Have you talk a little bit more about Nexen Tire? I know they're known for total coverage warranty. That's a unique thing about the brand, the state-of-the-art manufacturing, and of course, award-winning design. What has you and your team there at Nexen Tire excited and fired up this year about the company? There's a lot of new things. The first thing is we launched our first MTX, our mud terrain tire, um, last SEMA. So it's actually you know, going to our dealers and selling this year. So that's one of the biggest things that we're excited about. You know, as of Nexen Tire, it's still a young brand in the industry. There's a lot of brands out there that's 30, 40, 50, 100 years. I mean, we're just passing that 15 year. We're still young, you know. Yeah, babies. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we had to push hard. And there's a lot of challenge. I mean, we're, we're, we don't have, let's just say, the budget like some of the, the top tier companies. So we, we try to figure out, trying to challenge ourselves to figure out. So, you know, one thing is that first MTX was a big thing and very exciting for us. Um, another thing is we are launching our new website actually end of this month, uh, which is very exciting for us as well. It's been in the works for a long time. Another thing um, for my personal excitement is started a, a now when it's internal, it's actually uh, for consumers and fans. We started a club called Enfera Club, but it's not actually like a club as a membership. It's actually right now we're producing a lot of content to kind of generate the fan base, but ultimately it's creating a lot of content, but it's also a way to connect with our consumers and trying to create a community. I, I think it's not more about just increasing our brand. We just want to understand our audience. And that Enfera Club is something that I started last year and trying a lot of new things this year. So overall, there's a lot of excitement for us internally because producing a lot of new product, but at the same time, we're having a lot of different platforms that we could push out you know, our message. So there's a lot of exciting things coming out from our side. Sounds like it. Now, if a listener wants to go and learn about this club, quote unquote, where do they go to find out about it? We have a website, enferaclub.com. So that'll be N as in Nancy, Frank, Edward, Richard, then Apple, and then Club. And Farah is actually our performance line on our product. Rodian will be our, our light truck line, and then Enfera will be our performance line. So we created an Enfera Club. Um, also, of course, you know, you go at Enfera Club at any of the social, then you'll see a lot of different contents on Facebook and, and Instagram. Very cool. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Paul's show notes page on the Cars yeah website so you can go and check it out. Sounds very cool. Here's a very introspective question for you, Paul. If you were a car, a vehicle, what would you be and why? You know, you go through this whole car, every single car, like, what would, what would really represent me? Um, mm -hmm. You know, it came down to one thing I would say. It was a car that I love, but at the same time, I think it represents me very well. It's, it'll be just, just point blank Toyota pickup truck. Oh, okay. Um, why is that? Because... The Toyota pickup truck, it, it's its not the smallest vehicle. It's not the biggest vehicle. It's probably not the most sexiest vehicle, but people love it. But when it those trucks, when you put it to a challenge or to any work, you know, it won't stop. It keeps on going. It doesn't mm -hmm. break down. It does its job. And I feel that that represents me um, as much as I could be very unique in some ways. Mm -hmm. But I try to be very neutral in many ways. And you know, even down to like when you break down to horoscopes, you know, my parents and everybody else, they always look at me and go, you know, you're a year of ox and I'm kind of like a cow. I mean, sometimes, you know, if, if you 
let me rest, I'll rest. But if you put me to work, I keep on working until you tell me to stop. <laughs> there um, you go. Yeah. Nice. So that's kind of like my character. And I look at the Toyota pickup truck, I'm thinking, you know what, that's kind of like me. It just it doesn't break down. You just, you just make it drive and just keeps on going. You know, that's, I think that's how I am. Very nicely thought through. Great job, Paul. I'm glad I'm throwing some <laughs> tough questions your way today. It's no fun when the interview's easy. You got to think and work a little bit. So, and you're not afraid of that. Well, Paul, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners. This is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with Covercraft floor mats and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials, all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hey, this is Mark Green. Are you interested in selling online and building a sustainable business? Bonanza is a marketplace platform that empowers you to create your dream business. Getting started at Bonanza is easy. You can start fresh or import your items from other marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or Shopify. Auto parts and accessories are a high-performance category at Bonanza, and there's no risk involved in signing up. There are no listing fees or monthly fees. You pay only when you make the sale. Bonanza listens to seller feedback and uses it to improve tools and build new features, so there are tons of customization options for sellers no matter what the size of your business. Be sure to sign up using the link bonanza.com slash cars yeah, and you'll receive a free consultation with Bonanza experts who make sure that you are on your way to generating sales. That's bonanza.com slash cars yeah. Okay, Paul, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, this was when I was young and trying to get into business and a lot of different things. And someone told me, well, actually, I asked them, you know, what was the success of their business? And they said uh, 50% of the business was luck and it's, it's always a luck. And he said... The only way to maximize your maximize 100% of your 50% of luck is to give 100% of the 50% that you have control or you uh, can contribute. Nice. So you need to maximize your opportunity. I think that will probably be the best advice for me in the industry. I like that. And one thing I'll add, go out and make sure your tire pressures are correct, okay? That's really <laughs> important too. <laughs> Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I did sales and marketing in the past. So, you know, there was one thing that someone always told me. It's like, when you don't make sales, you actually lose the sales. We kind of set you back, actually, not one sales, but you actually set you back, which is double. That time doing sales and marketing, you know, I, I think it kind of, for me, that 
actually kind of kept me on my toes and be very competitive. I didn't want to lose. Yeah. So at some point, it's good and bad. I mean, I take it very personal sometimes. I, I believe that's kind of like part of the passion. But, you know, I don't like to lose. And I just want to make sure that every day I don't, when it's trying to be creative or trying to make a sales or trying to do anything, I try not to lose. I, I think, you know, not not to be too pushy and trying to be competitive, but I just don't want to lose certain things that I have passion for. I had a guy t- tell me one time that a no today doesn't mean no tomorrow. So exactly. uh, I always try to remember <laughs> that. There's, uh, Yeah, it just goes back to learning what your client really needs. And right now he doesn't need what you have to offer, but he might need it in the future. But more importantly, you need to understand what his needs are and if you can truly provide those. Now, how about a resource? There are lots of awesome resources. Is there one that you'd like to share with our listeners? I don't really spend that much time on looking at computers or even on my phone to look at certain resources, but time to time or what I started, a lot of times I will look at LinkedIn and, you know, because sometimes even LinkedIn through your connection, you see a lot of inspirational words or phrase yes. in certain speech. And those are the ones that I, I might listen to. So I think LinkedIn is always a good resource just for personal gain. And another one that I always been looking at same thing it's a lot of inspirational words it's uh just sell.com i've been i think i signed up for that i'm not even quite sure 15 20 years ago i think or you know whenever they started i signed up for it and i get that weekly email from them and i get a lot of quotation you know certain special inspirational words and i just keep that and i think for the resource maybe linkedin will be the better better you know but for me on a personal level you know, just sell.com kind of gives my personal inspiration, which is a good resource for me. Very nice. I love it. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Uh, that would be uh, Mr. Fumbler One, uh, Bernie Ecclestone. Oh, well, that would be it. You're the, you know, here's something interesting. I think you're the first guy that mentioned him, and I'm really surprised. Because, you know, he's a very controversial figure, of course, but boy, does he know a lot of stuff. What is it about Bernie you'd like to sit in and talk about? I heard that he never wanted to do any interview, any biography or autobiography, basically. And I believe he did one uh, biography through um, the author named Susan Watkins. And I believe the title is uh, Bernie, the, bi- the biography of Bernie Ecclestone. I don't read that much book. I mean, I honestly, I just hate reading books. <laughs> um <laughs> But that was one book that I actually bought and I read it. It's very inspirational for me to see a person. Bernie is not a tall guy. You know, he right. had a very challenging, you know, physically, you know, partial blind, not not partial blind, but he had a hard time seeing. And he, he was able to utilize his, he knew how to block off his weak side and then he knew how to maximize his stronger side. Through the book, I read when it showed, you know, talked about a lot of history from when he was a little and during how during the world war, you know, with, with Hitler and how he kind of, he was a big car enthusiast as well. So they had a lot of history in that book. And at the same time, you know, looking at what Bernie went through, you know, I would love to sit down and ask more questions about, you know, what he faced and how he faced that challenge and how he overcame. And there's a lot of controversy. Yes. But, and I think that's because he was a strong man. You know, deep, deep inside is a very strong man. I would love to meet him and pick his brain a little bit. (laughs) No kidding. That would be cool. One little tip I'll hand off to you, Paul, but you probably know about this is audiobooks. Uh, If you're not a big fan of reading, but you love books, audiobooks, uh, my wife turned me onto those and I can listen when I'm walking or exercising or 
working out in the yard or in the garage I'm under my car, whatever it might be. Uh, wonderful way to pull all the wonderful things with books into your skull and not have to sit there and read and feel like you're not burning time. That's been my challenge with reading is I feel like I'm wasting time. I know it's not wasting, but for some reason, I just feel that way. I don't know why it is. I guess because I have a lot to do. Well, listeners, I'll remind you that you can find all these great resources Paul has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com. Click on Paul Joe, J-H-O, is the spelling of his last name, and that page will pop right up, including this great book by Bernie Ecclestone or about Bernie Ecclestone. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. Today, Paul, I'm buying you any cool car in the world. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how much it costs, but here are the rules. It's the only cool car you can have in your garage. You know, you can keep your daily driver. We're talking about a toy car. And you got to drive it, and you can't sell it to buy a bunch of tires with, okay? So those are the <laughs> rules. What's that car going to be and why? This one was a no-brainer. Um, I, Ferrari F40. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, the F40, I mean, there's lots of Ferraris to choose from, lots of cars to choose from. What is it about the F40 you love so much? It's definitely a car that transitioned from the 80s and 90s and still dominated those times. You know, I think it wasn't overly done where it just looks too futuristic. It was an old style. Even till now, you look at the car, it still has that modern sexy line of the car, but the car, the, the way it sounds, the way it drives, it's so raw and it just screams. And I think, and at the same time, the car was far beyond that point, you know, during those days. I mean, it was, you know, it was one of those supercars that it was untouchable. And I, you know, when you look at the car, a person, it, it's the interior and everything, it was just kind of like throwing some fabric on top of a race car. It just it didn't <laughs> yeah. look that pretty, but it was yeah. just so raw that just draws you in. I think I would love to drive that car every day. That'd be something. Wow. Well, it's a spectacular car. You go back and think about that car. It was a successor to the Ferrari 288 GTO. And of course, it was designed to celebrate Ferrari's 40th anniversary. And I believe it was the last Ferrari automobile personally approved by Enzo Ferrari. So, Correct. I mean, all those things combined, yeah, it's a race car with a street body on top, if you call that a street body. I mean, that beautiful design. I'm trying to think the name here. Designer Leonardo Fiorenti, I believe. Uh, Pininfarina, of course, was a designer, but I think that's his last name, Fior Fiorovanti. I'm saying that completely wrong. My Italian is horrible. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. But of course, Pininfarina design. I mean, the car was yeah. just spectacular. So what color would you like that F40 to be? just has to be red. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Rosal yeah, red. Has, you yeah. know, my, my MR2 was red too. So. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's a jump from the MR2 to the F40, but uh, I think it's a jump that would put a... Put a big smile on your face. Well, Paul, you've taken us on an awesome ride today. Really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Would you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Ferrari F40? Oh, gosh. Just the way on my, on my bio, but it's education or not, I think you have to have passion for something. I think there's... There's so many people out there um, just working hard, of course, you know, just doing everything you can. But, you know, you got to have that passion. You know, either you work in your passion or, or at least work hard, work hard to feed your passion. And I think uh, that's the key thing because without it, sometimes, you know, end of your last day, what do you really think about, you know, yeah. other than yeah. your family and whatnot? But I think passion creates that moment. It creates memories. And that's what drives you. Even when you're tired, 
when you're doing something that you have so much passion for, you you don't get tired. You don't think about yeah. the time. And I think uh, I would say that will be the key thing. And that's what drove me all the way here. And then I think I hope a lot of people out there find their passion and just live it. Yep. Well, that's what Cars Yeah is all about. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts, people filled with passion, who figured out how to wrap that passion into their careers and their lives. And Paul's a guy who figured that out. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you, Paul, and Nexon Tire USA? Nexon Tire will be uh, Uh, Um The social feed will be Nexon Tire USA. And that's where we will find a lot of the information of our product. We want, as our brand, you know, one, one of the keynote that I, I didn't say earlier is it's very important part of the car and a lot of people take it for granted we actually x-ray every single tire that comes out of the factory i mean we make sure that the tires are fully rounded there's no defect we care about tires so the quality is definitely there right now because again we're a growing company we we are challenging ourselves to innovate in our product and making sure that we find many different ways to communicate with our consumers or you know our fans with that said, I mean, you'll see it slowly. We're not going to launch everything at once, but you'll definitely start seeing that in our website, in our social, you know, from Facebook to Instagram, you know, Twitter. We'll be very active and we'll be, you know, getting a lot of the message out there for not just to sell our product or just to increase our brand, but we really want to connect with our consumers. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find links that everything Paul has shared on your show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Paul Joe, J-H-O, into that search bar. And his page will pop up. Check out the new website at Next Entire. I think you're going to be impressed. And reach out to Paul if you have questions about that next set of tires. And like I said earlier, go out, check your tire pressure in your tires, look at your tires carefully. You may need a new set. That's the only thing between you and the pavement. Paul, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Dot com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. 
For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.